G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you will know, and you may well have even had the opportunity to participate, but over these previous weeks, there has been a growing number of people who've been taking to the streets on our capital cities all around Australia, and they're protesting the sorts of mandatory issues that are going on so far as governments go. Perhaps the biggest protests have been on the streets of Melbourne, but other capital cities too have had floods of people who have been responding to a resistance to what they see as heavy-handed, rising authoritarianism around issues, yes, to do with vaccination, but certainly to do with all of the freedoms that are being evaporated before our very eyes. Bill Muhlenberg, Christian cultural commentator from Culture Watch, back with us today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Bill, you've been a part of these rallies. You were on the streets last weekend, and that's not the normal way you spend a weekend, but you were on the streets in Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. Uh, This was my first. I mean, we've had plenty of marches. First of all, the whole month full here in Melbourne of recent times, but of course there have been past smaller marches here in Melbourne and around the country. Uh, but yeah, so I'm not some uh, riotous, rebellious type who goes all the time. But as more and more Christians have been going to these things and more and more people have been challenging me, right? We pray, we seek uh, God's help to stand up for freedom, for basic human rights, to stand against government overreach and tyranny. But uh, I've even, even had some challenge me, well, we shouldn't just sit at home praying about this, but let's go there. Let's be in public. Let's be where the action is and pray there. Worship God there. Hold up our biblical banners there with f- full of scripture verses. And that's exactly what I saw this past Saturday. I, I, everywhere I looked, there were Christians praying and singing, worshiping uh, Bible verses on their placards. So it's not just a bunch of, say, angry secular voices demanding their freedom back, which, well, by the way, very <laughs> rightly so. Even if it were, uh, you know, praise God, people should be concerned about the loss of freedom. But to see it coupled with uh, so many passionate Bible-believing Christians who are saying this is uh, not just some political issue, this is not just some social thing, it's actually a spiritual thing. And as such, it demands a spiritual solution as much as a political solution. So you have here a combination, the great combination of people power, and I'd say at least 200,000, maybe a quarter million in Melbourne alone, 
Combine that with God power, right? Christians coming, praying, worshiping, and boy, you've got some, uh, you got powerful stuff happening there when you put those two together. Bill, let's talk numbers for a few moments because when we've seen those images on our TV screens, and uh, I'm aware that there's been reporting. Uh, some of those reports have said there was, you know, 10,000 people turned out. Uh, that even in itself is a significant number. But you were there last Saturday on the street in Melbourne and you were comparing the crowd to what you've seen as a large crowd of footy fans at the MCG. How did you actually make your own assessment of numbers? Yeah, well, numbers, as you know, are always a bit hard to come by, Uh uh, you know, I've well, we've had the lamestream media giving their lousy 10,000, which is a joke. As you say, I was there, as were so many others. Uh, there have been claims that as many as a half million in Melbourne alone were marching. So I'm happy to, like I say, 200, 250,000. I think that could be a realistic assessment. And again, I marched through the whole thing. We started at Parliament House, wove our way through the, the city, ended up at Flagstaff Gardens. And actually, I and a few others kind of raced ahead a bit. We were closer in the middle. We kind of went faster, got to the front of the march, got to to the gardens, and then even hours and hours after the event had begun at the gardens with speakers and music and the whole bit, I actually ran back to the edge of the park, and I could still see for blocks and blocks and blocks more people still pouring in, right? Hours later, uh, you do not have 10,000 people when you have stuff like that going on, so no question, there were hundreds of thousands. And that is massive. Many have said it's the largest protest in all of Melbourne, if not the largest protest in all of Australia. So, sure, you had your anti-Vietnam War marches of a long time ago. And as you mentioned, I've been to the MCG with 70,000, 80,000 people. So I know what a big crowd looks like. And I tell you, I've never been in a rally this huge and enormous. And let's not forget peaceful. People were hugging each other, singing, uh, laughing, happy. There are mums and dads, grandmas and grandpas, children. You know, if you stepped on somebody's foot accidentally, you said sorry, and they said no problems. Uh, again, the media wants to say, well, Dan Andrews, our premier, said it's a bunch of extremist thugs. So thanks, Dan, for absolutely insulting 300 or 200,000 mums, dads, children, peaceful protesters, Christians. This is some of the nicest, most friendly people I've met in a long time. And they all are there for one reason, well, two reasons you could say here. One, of course, specifically Dan Andrews' new pandemic legislation, which really would make him dictator for life. One of the scariest bills you'll ever see in Australia. But two, all the medical mandates, all the coercion, the two-tiered system where the unvaccinated, for whatever reason they have for being cautious, are now treated like the new lepers. It's a new medical apartheid. Uh, we fought this before, whether, you know, in South Africa, uh, whether what we saw happening in Germany, there's always groups of people considered to be second-class citizens and treated accordingly. 
So this march and the ones all around the country were saying this is not right. We should not treat fellow Australians in this horrible, discriminatory fashion. So uh, there are ongoing marches uh, this coming Saturday could be bigger and better again. So uh, I, for one, took great joy and great hope out of this whole thing. Bill, you mentioned there were Christians at the march. Not everybody's wearing a cap that says Christian or a badge, but you saw that there were people who were holding up signs uh, with scriptures written on there, which might indicate that Christians are particularly interested in the issue. Well, absolutely. Like I say, everywhere I turned, I saw another banner full of Bible verses or quoting Christian uh, principles, uh, you know, you'd, you'd give them a high five, you'd smile, you'd say, God bless you. And, you know, again, how do you get the numbers? But boy, if, if a third, maybe, of the marchers there were Christian, I wouldn't be surprised. And that gives me tremendous hope. The church has been far too quiet, far too silent for two years, willing to see their churches shut down, no worship of God seen pastors arrested and thrown in prison. Too many Christians have been far too silent. So to see so many Christians there this uh, past Saturday, uh, wow, it gave me hope because we ought to be at the forefront, right? Just as Christians were marching in the 60s in America against segregation of blacks, uh, you know, the civil rights movement had as many Christians marching as none. So uh, today, this is the new, uh, I'd say, civil rights issue of our time. Do we treat even a minority of Australians as uh, second-class citizens, as blacks who have to be, you know, at the back of the bus, denied basic uh, health care, denied the right to go to shops, to travel, to go out to eat, to go to school? Uh, this is horrible. This is what was happening to blacks in America in the 60s. We fought against it. I was actually part of the, the hippie scene in the late 60s, early 70s. So there I was as a pagan protesting for freedom and against unjust government discrimination. And boy, I thought Saturday day, I'm, I'm kind of back to where I was a long time ago. <laughs> a new teenage era for you, Bill. Hey, when we talk about Christians going to protest and uh, in earlier conversations, I'm sure we've touched on the idea, the uh, leadership advice that said, while there are certain levers that can be manoeuvred to make your point known, uh, perhaps the protests not yet. But of course, now we're at a point where protests are no doubt an important way of making your feelings known about things that are happening. But of course, as you and I would always say, we'd encourage peaceful protests. But when you have those images that we just saw uh, past weekend, gallows brought to a protest and things turning a little uglier, you don't want that to stop people from legitimately and peacefully protesting. But there's always a possibility of an element that things could turn ugly. Yeah, sure. That's always a risk in any demo, any march uh, whether of the left or the right, whether Christian or non-Christian, sure. Uh, there's always going to be a handful who want to hijack it for their own ends or try to, and by the way, it's it's not unknown where the other side will try to infiltrate uh, Christian or conservative gatherings, you know, cause trouble, cause violence. 
and make it look like, you know, tar and feather the whole bunch. So that's exactly what the lamestream media did. And again, Dan Andrews, oh, you're just a bunch of extremist thugs. You're a bunch of white supremacists, racists, uh, alt-right types, QAnon, you know, every epithet and uh, maligning slur that you can find the media and people like Dan Andrews used against us. Well, look, it's simply wrong to tar and feather 250,000 people when you have, what, a, a dozen maybe doing things that we would all wrongly condemn. We would all say this is just not on. And one conservative commentator after another did exactly that. They condemned that kind of stuff. But to say everybody, when just a handful are doing it, that's just irresponsible. That's not the way you do honest reporting. That's just the way you score cheap political points. Bill, a quick thought. Peaceful doesn't necessarily mean quiet. Uh, what are your thoughts for if you're participating in a rally like that, uh, ones that might be happening tomorrow on the streets of our capital cities? Uh, how do you conduct yourself, do you think? Well, it's up to you. I mean, some people were there quietly praying the whole time. Some were singing. There were beach balls being bopped around. You know, there were chants. There were some people with uh, megaphones, you know, leading a chant. You know, we want freedom now or whatever, or kill the bill, referring to the Andrews bill. Uh, so different people will do different things. But once again, it was 100% peaceful. There was absolutely no problem. Sure, police were there. But they probably had their easiest job they ever had. They, you know, they just walked along, watched us all having a good time. There were no troublemakers, no violence. Uh, so we pray that it stays that way. Sure, there's always going to be a chance some will try to come to infiltrate these things or give it a bad name. That always happens. But yeah, go. I'd, I'd encourage people to come this Saturday. Again, not just Melbourne, all around the country. These are ongoing protests saying we do think freedom matters. We do think government overreach is dangerous. It's incremental, but bit by bit losing your freedom. Well, that's all, all tyrannies eventually come about. We've got to learn the lessons of history. So I'm, for one, very, very proud and thankful for so many Christian and non-Christian who've come to these rallies, peaceful rallies and the hundreds of thousands saying, governments, you're put on notice. We do not want you to be so drunk on power, think you can get away with whatever you want. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, governments, politicians are there to serve the people, not to lord it over the people. So that's a big part of the message at these marches, and may they long continue. Bill, the praying Christian brings to bear the power of God into a challenging situation. Being there physically, being there personally, being the people power, how do you see God power and people power working together? Yeah, well, they always go together, don't they? Read the Bible, read church history, simply sitting at home and praying, as vital as that is. But if you never do anything, you won't get far. Then again, plenty of political activism without spiritual warfare, that also is not going to get you very far. So the Christian knows it has to be both. And again, plenty of examples, whether it's Wilberforce getting other Christians to pray as well as lobby in Parliament against the slave trade, 
go back to Moses and Pharaoh, right? There was a power encounter there. Obviously, the Hebrews were praying heaps, but they were doing things as well. Moses and Aaron were confronting Pharaoh, uh, doing mighty signs and miracles. So it's always this way in church history. God's people have to pray or we're not going to be effective, but they have to put feet to their prayers. They have to do stuff. So whether it's writing letters to politicians, getting on talkback radio, signing a petition, marching in a peaceful rally, that's all part of how we put real impact to the prayers we're making. Well, Bill Muhlenberg, for those who might be thinking, maybe that could be me on the street this weekend. I'll point people to read along with your experience in your article called Resistance to Tyranny 50 Years On. You'll be able to find that at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch one word. Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Bless you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.